Welcome back to another episode of Atelier 1121. I'm your host, Antavia Roulette, and today we are taking a ride with a friend of mine, Michael McMillan, in celebration of the release of his new book, The Glasses Are Off, which is released today. We're taking a ride through the west side of Cleveland, Ohio, to go to a smoke shop, and you can see that experience on the YouTube channel on the most recent vlog. Um, so sit back and relax and enjoy the ride. I'm driving so you know we're safe and um please enjoy if you would like to follow him please listen to the whole episode and he'll give you his tags for you to reach out purchase a book and get to know him better but what's the the, the basis of the the book it's basically you coming out a coming of age yes yeah, so it's basically it's like the book is about our model our single group model love draws is experiencing the love of god would draw you closer to him basically help your relationship with your spiritual relationship mm -hmm. and then help you to love yourself and then motivate you to love people so that's what the book is about but while i'm talking about loving yourself that's when i share my whole story gotcha. it's like i ain't gonna lie it was hard you know knowing who i was loving myself you know getting to a point where i was like okay yeah i got the flaw but it's no point you know but also you're bigger than who people perceive perceiving it yeah so yeah so i even mentioned that in the book where it was like where i'm trying to go you know like what i'm trying to do now like my spiritual gifts mm -hmm. i'm saying like so it's like even people don't know like people don't know like i kind of you know try to operate more in like a prophetic way but it's like they don't know that about me so yeah almost like you being divinely guided in the decisions and movements that you make throughout your life through your arts and crafts yeah but basically use it to help other people as absolutely well. yeah. or basically sharing the word of god and the existence of god and this the higher power through without being so in your face that's exactly it yeah most people don't know my work has anything to do with god all they see is the fact that i smoke yeah you see that <laughs> they, they worry about the wrong things that's why it's hard for me like it's so many things that I do. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. It's all good. I couldn't see. <laughs> it's so many things I do believe in that other people would not like that I believe in that. You know, so stuff like that. Because not directly in the book of God, like the Bible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is this conversation in the book as well? No. I, I, yeah, a lot of it. It's a lot. Like I don't like the way people like the way I grew up hearing about God. I definitely just threw that away and just kind of brought in a new perspective of the way everybody should look at him as a really loving father that that really loves unconditional that we don't really know about yeah because most of the time the majority of us is just talk about you know hellfire and yeah. brimstone and you know you're a sinner yeah and so <laughs> what I'll bring in my book is that he's not thinking of that He's really just trying to, like, everybody look at the end of the world as something scary. Mm -hmm. I look at the end of the world as... A relief. The, yeah, the father really wants, like, finally it gets back to where I wanted it, where there's no sickness, no death, mm -hmm. no pain. So everybody else is looking at it, He's like, you're ready to destroy everybody. But he's like, yo, I just wanted to get back to normal where, where like, how I really originally created. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so so I put that I put that a lot in my book. So like when it comes down to the first point of experiencing the love of God, mm -hmm. so I explain basically like 
you know, the love of God. And then I explain, you know, how we can love ourselves, give them some pointers. Even while I share my story, I give them pointers of, you know, things to kind of focus on. And then, um, and then, uh, how, you know, just knowing about the love of God, how it can motivate us to love people. So I also give. But then I started talking about my spiritual gifts and how I kind of use them to help people put that in a book. So once people read the book, then they realize, like, okay, we can see Michael just more than a musician. Yeah. Yeah. But you also use your instrument as a tool to do yeah. the same thing. Mm -hmm. But you're just basically yeah. saying, hey, I'm not done using this tool, but I have other tools and That's other exactly. talents. And I'm broader and I'm... I'm vaster than what you know of your concept yeah. of me is your perception of me as i go back again is so minute to what it actually is exactly like the thing is is like oh pick that baby up like when it comes down to um like if we in a religious let's say a religious building or a religious uh, space or platform then it's like i would like to be known as a prophet but just around regular people I don't care what they call me I just want to be known as Michael you know what I mean but so elaborate on the word prophet because people are going to hear this and be like oh who does he think he is is he calling himself I would not God is he calling himself because is he pulling a Kanye on us like yeah that's why I would not say it on here because I feel like this don't give like I'm not able to explain myself as much as I can but yeah it's more of like like me I just I like to know things about people. Mm -hmm. I like to know, you know, the real them and not what they're like hiding behind. Mm -hmm. And then I also like to know what's for their, what's like, what's coming for their future, you know? So, yeah. Like that. So, but you know what I'm saying? When did you realize that you had these gifts? Um, it had to be like, something that only you know you're like okay i know that you know they exist you know oh wow you come on this look it's like they have a youtube channel and uh that's the only way i found out about them yeah so that's why i kind of now i just be like like for normal people just like motivational speaker or something that's why i just said so yeah if i no. Up, <laughs> else, like. no, but if you can go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us where people can find you. 
Yeah, um, I'm Michael McMillan. I'm an author, motivational speaker, um, also singer with New Covenant, the group from America's Got Talent. Uh, I also am a musician as well. Uh, so, um, yeah, yeah, you can kind of find me on social media. I kind of keep it, like, easy to find me, Michael McMillan. So you can just type in Michael McMillan everywhere. Uh, so, yeah. Cool. Alright, so tell me, what was it like being on America's Got Talent? You're the fourth person on this podcast that's been on there. Stop playing. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, no, it was fun. I think I missed the traveling. We traveled a lot. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, it's a lot of behind the scenes mm-hmm. that you do not know about. It's like, for real, when we first <laughs> went to audition... It was not in front of the judges at first. It was in front of producers. Yeah. Same thing for, like, um, people don't know this. It's the same thing for um, the show that Reg- Reginald was on. The Voice. It was the same for... Oh, no, the sing-off. The, the sing-off. Yeah, yeah it, it was the same sing-off. for Dawn Karen. Dr. Dawn Karen, she went to high school with us, too. Oh, wow. She When she did TED Talk, it was the same for me when I did um, Project Runway. It was, like, you don't get to see them people until, like, five minutes pretty like behind stage or like right when you get on stage yeah you didn't share that with me though project runway that's huge yeah i auditioned for project runway four months after i did my first new york fashion week and then four months after that i did the grammys and then like i'm consistent it was stuff after stuff after stuff after stuff i i I would post it but people just didn't yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just kind of started. Yeah, people, people are living their own lives, and I had to not take it personal because you know people are living their own lives. I'm doing a lot of shit, and then I don't actually interact with people personally. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, she don't. <laughs> yeah. It's just you know because I, I'm an eccentric person, and then after leaving school of the arts, realizing that the average person isn't like us. Yeah, I had to close myself in just to be in a room and I thought that just to be like everyone else felt more comfortable than the standout so I stopped doing makeup I started wearing my stopped wearing my hair is big I stopped doing a whole lot of things because I was I was scaring them white people oh yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they was like yo this girl's wild yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that wow yeah. well it's kind of like that you know in my world right yeah. now too because it's like I'm totally different from the people that's like that's in ministry mm-hmm. totally different it's don't like, you feel like ministry is changing though it's it, i mean but it's time for that change yeah i mean i feel like the pandemic helped a lot yeah like it really helps because at first people used to bash people like hey if you ain't going to church god mad at you and then it was like <laughs> during <laughs> the pandemic it was like ain't nobody in this i guess he mad at everybody <laughs> right now uh, i spoke to a guy named franklin and he- he was on this podcast about his book and he said something about church hurt and this was a apparently a conversation going on on um on facebook about people our age who are rediscovering themselves and redefining church for themselves and also paying attention to the things that happened to them as a child in the home house of god quote unquote that isn't godly and it's definitely time for a pivot and a change because that that you know forty and above age range, yeah. those standards don't exist. I mean, some of it exists, but 
Yeah, it's just you're losing the youth in church. Yeah, that's because you know, I feel like when we first was growing up, it was like uh, whatever I say, you, it just goes. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, no one was asking questions. Mm-hmm. But I'm learning that the more you ask, I even said this in my book, I said, uh, you should question what you believe. Yes. When people was, Especially if like, it's given to you as a child. Yeah. It's like, if you question what you believe, once you be able to uh, answer those questions, you realize like, oh, wait, I believe that. I really do. Mm-hmm. Not just Because you feel it in your heart. Yeah. Not just something somebody just said, but it's like, now I'm learning, like, yeah. I had a moment that I will never forget in my life. Religion has swayed back and forth and ha- caused me to have these questions. I've experienced things in life that church didn't prepare me for. Mm-hmm. And it made me question a lot that I learned in church. Because mm-hmm. they tell you about the evil in the world, but they never really tell you about the fucking evils in the world. <laughs> you know? No, I that. <clears throat> No, it's a lot of things that question my whole belief mm-hmm. system. And it's like, now I just try to write down the questions that I have. Mm-hmm. And then I don't rush the answer. No. Like I don't rush the answer. And once you get that answer, then you see, like, spirituality is, is awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. But it's like, sometimes. It's better than religion. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to say this, and it's about to hurt a whole bunch of people's feelings. But to me... When I who was about to make somebody mad? Church is a religious hospital. It's a spiritual hospital. You go to church to get help to con- constantly connect to God because you can't do it on your own. That is how I look at church. Church is within you. God is within you. Faith is within you. The feeling of God, the feeling of love, the feeling of Jesus is within you, and you should feel it all the time. And if you're not, and you feel like you have to go to church to prove that you are, that's a hospital. That's a hospital to me. And you probably don't agree with that, but... Oh, no. I do agree with that. <laughs> I, I I actually teach this. I actually teach that, you know, um, that we... Sh- you know, when it comes on to exercising, most of the times everybody is like, yo, I need a trainer. Mm-hmm. First, the trainer is kind of helping you to build you up. Because you don't know how to do it. Yeah. But the thing is, what we got to get to is when we can become the trainer. And do it on your own. maintain on your own have the habits of your own have the faith of your own have the views of your own because when you open your spirituality and your spiritual self up you receive messages in a way and downloads in a way and the feeling of god in a way that the church can never give you yeah that's the thing it starts to be more of like Mm -hmm. religious when it's like i just need a trainer for the rest of my life Mm. but when it becomes where it's like we got to take the responsibility of i have to teach somebody else Mm -hmm. that's when you have to know what you're talking about Now you have to start asking. Now your student is going to ask you questions. But then yet again, you get questions from your student in order for you to grow. Yeah. In order for you to do more research. Yes. In order for you to teach. Being a, a, a prophet, as you say, of God is not being all-knowing. Yeah, definitely. It's being open to learning. That's exactly it. I like that. That's that's we pretty should, much we it. put that in our notes. Oh, honey, I got it on the podcast. <laughs> it's on the podcast. It's good. It's going to be a great episode. So, um. She doesn't have me on video, so you can't see my amazing shirt. So you guys. It is an amazing shirt. If you go over to um, YouTube and you click at the end of this week's uh, vlog episode, he will be at the end of the vlog episode. And you can also just finish this 
podcast. Don't turn off the podcast. Just you'll see the shirt after. So go watch both. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna see your amazing shirt. Did you take the time to pick out the shirt for today? Um, only because it was you. You know. Hey, okay. Uh, okay. She's for real. She's like a designer, and you know, you know, I would designer, fucking make funny. funny. I <laughs> put on a, you know, I was about to wear a white tee like back in high school. You know. Oh my god, I can't remember what anyone wore. I just knew what I wore. That's all I cared That's about. That's all the guys was wearing was white tees. Really, I didn't even notice. You remember they banned them? They banned wearing white tees, and we had to wear jackets over our white tees. I didn't so even know that. Was that like a meeting the boys had with the principal or something? Yeah. Like, That's fucking stupid. Yeah, it was like, that was a like gang related. White. Really? Not red, not blue, just white, you know. Not even black, like the folks or something. But I mean, but it was a time in which we were growing up. Like, that was all we saw on music videos. I thought that was cheaper. And it was cleaner. Yeah, I thought it was pure. <laughs> <laughs> and they thought y'all was a gang. Yeah, yeah. Mind you, we went to an art school, y'all. Gang, gang, gang. Fuck out of here. I thought. We was over there doing pirouettes and singing classical music, and they thought the t shirts were yeah. gang related. I thought that school was kind of cool, you know, a fashion show. Yeah. Now I can see why. Okay, now it makes sense. First, I never thought about how you got into it. Now <laughs> it makes sense now. You're I was making costumes. Fashion all but the, you know what? I wore like dress pants and button down shirts and like vests. Yeah. All the time and heels wearing, every day. Yeah. You wear a lot of khakis. Yeah, Khaki it was cleaner. <laughs> it was cleaner. I, I liked a uniform because you know what? I was coming out of private school. I went to St. Adelbert. So I was yeah, used to yeah. a uniform and like wearing nice, like nicer button down shirts. Yeah. Uniform is just easier. All right, let's go and see what this story is about. Uh, first, oh, let me wrap it up. So thank you so much, Michael McMillan, for coming on this episode of Italia 1121. And we will look you up again. And can you please tell us what your Instagram is? Michael McMillan. Thank you so much coming on. I just want to let you know when we have artists on Italia 1121, we have them on to let them know that we are watching you. We are rooting for you. And we want the absolute best. Please continue to chase your dreams and keep going. That's it. That's a wrap. <laughs> I know what I said on there. Honey, but you know what? We end up having a really cool day. We went to the smoke shop. We um, had a really deep conversation about the last 14 years <laughs> since we hadn't seen each other in person. We also went to a club and we danced and we went for a walk and we got some cookies and it was a really great night. So I just want to thank Michael McMillan for hanging out with me and co congratulations again on your new book. I'm sure it's going to be a great success. If you would like to purchase a book, please head over to his Instagram at Michael McMillan to get more details and pre-order your book, The Glasses Are Off. And if you would like to see the remainder of our evening, please head over to YouTube and you can watch our day. If you would like to be a guest on Atelier 1121, please email your portfolio to info.ontaviaroulette at gmail.com. Yes, this is a new email. And I'll say it again. It is info.ontaviaroulette at gmail.com. Once you send your portfolio, I will review it. And I will reach out to you if I am interested in you being a guest on this podcast. This is an arts and fashion podcast. So many are welcome. Thank you again for listening and have a wonderful evening.